All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Bruin Back Hill. And now we're live. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Bruin Back Hill. My name is DJ AVX. We were supposed to be on the air yesterday at 5 p.m., but due to complications with the station, we are on now. Welcome. The Bruin Back Hill is here, your weekend five to six hour of sports, especially soccer. I'm here with DJ Sunny D and DJ OD, as we are always, but today we're joined in the station by a very special guest. UCLA's number five, one of our star defenders, the best center back we have playing on our team right now, the one and only Kaya McCullough. Welcome. Thanks for having me. So, today, this is our game plan for our show. So, for the first, like, half-ish, we're going to talk about Kaya's role in helping our team um, start kneeling for the national anthem in line with Colin Kaepernick's silent protest against police brutality and, like, how that's affected our team and tons of great stuff about athletes and activism. And then, after that, we're going to get into our segment called Getting to Know Kaya McCullough, Soccer Stud for UCLA Women's Soccer. So it's going to be a great time. Hope you're excited to listen. <laughs> okay, so Kaya, we are going to start by asking some background information about your kneeling and kind of just about what drove you to initiate kneeling for the national anthem on our team. Yeah, so last year, um, I mean, it's kind of all blur, but yeah, last year I was... I mean, everybody kind of knows, like, what was happening with Colin Kaepernick. And if you don't, Colin Kaepernick was and is an NFL football player. He's a quarterback, and he started kneeling to protest police brutality and just racism in general in America. And he began kneeling during the national anthem. Um, And it started before last year, but... There was something happening, I forget specifically what it was, that was kind of bringing up the issue again and people were getting mad again. And I remember seeing a video on Twitter of another black man getting shot by police, which happens far too frequently. And I remember just bursting out into tears, like just by myself holding my phone, and I just started crying. And I called my mom right away, and I was like, Mom, I have to do something about this. I just felt super compelled to show solidarity with Colin Kaepernick's cause and I immediately texted my coach our coach um, Amanda Cromwell and uh, Sam Green and they're like yeah we'll talk about it tomorrow I was just like I have really something really important to talk to you guys about and it's about Colin Kaepernick and kneeling and they're like okay great so I remember after practice we sat there for like 15-30 minutes just talking about our thoughts on everything and what we could do moving forward and then eventually we brought it up to the entire team as a whole, and everybody was super supportive. So that's kind of the background on the origin of how that started. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Um, so this has been, like, an awesome experience for our team to be a part of. Um, personally, I started kneeling in the beginning, but now I just feel like I don't know enough about the situation. I need to educate myself more to continue kneeling. Um, But it's just awesome to know that our team is so supportive about the issue and our team has been so, so helpful in spreading awareness about these issues, I think, to um, a greater community and it's been a really awesome thing to be a part of. Um, However, with that spreading of knowledge, we've also received some kind of backlash, haven't we? Um, What has that been like and how has that affected how you are responding to the initial situation. Um, so I remember even before I started, my mom was like, well, Kaya, like anytime you do things like this, you have to be prepared for backlash. Um, people are gonna be angry as, it's like a super heated issue still yeah. nationally. Um, people are either usually for one side or the other, there's not, very a, lot of, there's not a lot of middle ground. Mm-hmm. So she's like, you need to expect that people are going to retaliate or just don't be surprised if people are angry with you. But, I mean, honestly, 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 while there has been some backlash, um, it's been overwhelmingly supportive, I would say, especially just going to, like, UCLA. And I would say we are a very liberal school, and Mm -hmm. we're in Los Angeles, obviously, and, like, the state we're in is very liberal in general. So I think most people are on kind of our side of the issue and want to see racial equality and want to see justice for people who are being targeted um but it definitely puts things in perspective like you 
there's always consequences with actions, and this is just one of those things where I felt that the consequences were worth what I was doing. In addition to the backlash that you got, I know there was a lot of publicity about your kneeling, specifically you, because it started with you. So I know TMZ had an article about our team kneeling, so how do you feel that there was backlash, but in addition, there was a lot of support and a lot of publicity? Um, yeah, I, I honestly wasn't really expecting like it to get that far. It was just kind of more something personal that I think was more like a demonstration to people who were showing up to our games and who were actively participating and following us and stuff. Um, I wasn't really expecting it to get much farther than that. And maybe that's my own kind of just me being naive, but I think it was at the LMU game. Uh, it looked like some random person kind of just took a cell phone photo. Um, and I remember like seeing, oh, that was cool. And like uh, Nessa, Colin Kaepernick's girlfriend somehow got like a hold of the article and retweeted it and Colin Kaepernick himself retweeted it which is like super awesome and just to be acknowledged that like what you're doing has some sort of an impact or some sort of reach that people are recognizing that you're taking a stand for things um was awesome but like I remember <laughs> in that article I like shared it with my family like oh super awesome like this is cool they did an article and the article itself like wasn't bad or anything it was kind of just more informative which is not very typical of TMZ, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of surprised. Um, but some of the comments underneath were just saying, like, they're like, don't read the comments, Kaya. And I was like, oh, <laughs> of course I'm going to read the comments. Yeah. Like, now that you told me that, of course yeah, I'm going to read them. especially now. Um, yeah, just saying, like, super racist stuff. Or, like, I, I don't even want to say it on air, but it's just definitely was like, wow, there are people out there who actually think like this and are so, so, so hateful. And that's, it almost like motivated me more. I was just like, that's exactly why I'm doing this. That is what needs to end. So publicity can be a good or a bad thing. I think overall it was good. And I think the minority of people were the ones saying hateful things, but um, definitely wasn't expecting it one way or another. Another piece of publicity you got from this was just very recently you had the opportunity to speak on a panel in uh, honor of Jackie Robinson's 100th birthday. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, that was an awesome experience for me. I got asked to be on this panel celebrating Jackie Robinson, as you just said, and it was about his legacy and his activism. And throughout it, I, I did a lot of research on a lot of famous UCLA athletes who were activists, like including Arthur Ashe and Bill Walton and... I mean, there's too many to name. <laughs> like, this this place produces so many amazing, well-rounded people. And um, honestly, it was an experience that I was with a lot of people who were, like, so well-versed and so well-educated and a lot older than me and that had just so much more experience. So a lot of the panel I spent just listening and learning, and I feel like it was just a great experience to kind of have in my belt just because I learned so much and it's something I'm super passionate about and want to do moving forward. So it was amazing. And like I said, I learned a lot and it really helped clarify my perspective on a lot of issues and moving forward, how as an athlete, I can be helpful in issues of activism. Yeah, just like talking on more about how going to these things and being a part of these um, acts of activism how that inspires you to do more. So right now, I would say you are the most involved in the activism or social activism like community, um, and you're making the most differences. And I think that people really look up to you for that. Um, how do you think you're going to keep this up in the future and like getting involved in more things and like speaking out on larger platforms? Because you definitely have that following and you will have that going on into your career further. So why don't you talk on that for a little bit? I definitely think it's a thing where I just, as a person, want to keep growing and learning as much as I can and just taking everything in that I can. And yes, I want to be a leader and I want to be um, a person that people can look up to, but it's not for that. It's just because it's something that I'm super passionate about. And if people happen to relate to that and happen to be inspired to take their own stand, then that's just a consequence of it. But I just, I really want to just keep pursuing things that I think need to be addressed. I mean, obviously the state of our country right now is yeah. kind of 
Ugh, for lack of a better <laughs> word. Yeah. <laughs> M-E-H, meh, with I a period. I don't really have a better word for it, but um, I think it's, it's super important that people in general keep mobilizing and keep mm-hmm. doing their part in educating themselves and educating others. And I think one of the best things that we can do right now because our country is so divided is just to keep having conversation. I know a lot mm-hmm. of things are action-focused, and yes, there are a lot of things that need to be like get done but it all starts with just having connections with people and recognizing like we are all human we all go through the same things and having like a level of empathy for others and I think that's best fostered through communication and so like being on campus here I hope to get more involved in a lot of um, events I hope to volunteer more I hope to put myself in a position to I'm hoping to go to law school uh, fingers crossed for that one but um I hope to put myself in a position where I am able to help in a way that is more impactful. I mean, being so young, it's it's scary. That's um, yeah. I'm scared <laughs> about my future. I yeah. think everybody is. And oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very scared. And I don't want to do something for money or anything. I want to just help where I can. And I think that's my next evolution as a person and as a player is just continuing to find my voice and cultivate it and help it grow and that honestly just takes time yeah I remember um at the athletes and activism panel the lead girl talked about how awesome it is to have the hope of something better when you're younger um she didn't word it in that (laughs) way she kind of like worded it in a negative way but um I think being young like this is our time to like make a difference and we do have that hope like our minds haven't been polluted by like negativity (laughs) in the world (laughs) so like we're like this like hopeful like bright-eyed naive young people wanting to make a change but I think that's honestly the best thing and for us and I think that's the most important thing that you have to have you have to have hope you have to have the desire to make a difference when you're young to like change anything so that's super awesome that you feel this way and you're so passionate about it I'm so proud of you Kaya (laughs) (laughs) yeah no I'm like already an idealist as a person as you know and so yeah (laughs) like I see everything (laughs) with rose-colored glasses um so like I said in that panel I definitely haven't lost hope for our nation yet I know it seems very grim at times but I, I think that our generation legitimately, and, like, I know this sounds super cliche, but, like, we literally are going to be the generation to change the world. And, like, we don't have a choice because if we don't, then we're going to, like, die. <laughs> our like, world is dying. Change. Climate yeah. change is real, and it's scary, and it makes me <laughs> depressed every day, but that's okay like, because we are going to make a difference. It's been raining so much. <laughs> it has been raining in L.A. That is when you know something is wrong, right? Yeah. <laughs> so... Like, whether our hand is forced or not, I think we're going to be the ones to do it. And it just takes everybody. That's just collective action. We can't have collective action problems. We just need to work together and put on a brave face and just keep grinding at it. Much like a soccer game, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah, honestly. We are, like, down. But it's only the first quarter. <laughs> yeah. So. Not going to lie, they had us in the first half. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get it back, though. We always do. Except for we lose a few games. That was too soon. That was a little too soon. Sorry, 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 sorry. (laughs) Okay, so in other activism stuff, news kind of thing, our team actually led the women's march. Um, Me and Kaya went two years, or last year? Last year. Would it be like two years ago now, I guess? Yeah. No, just like. No, 2018. Yeah, in 2018. And we were just, Kaya had actually just. Tor- okay, so she's has this like weird thing. Why don't you talk about your knee thing and so then what happens? I'm a mutant, basically. <laughs> I was born with this like I guess like meniscus defect that I had to get repaired. I had no idea about. Her meniscus was detached from, from rest- her yeah. tibia, I think. Right? Your yeah. Tibia? I don't know the anatomy. Yeah. That's your field, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And so I had just come out of surgery. And then you can finish. Yeah. But, <laughs> so she was in a wheelchair. This is showing her dedication. She was in a wheelchair, like, literally had just finished surgery, like, a week ago, maybe. And we were wheeling her in the Women's March. Like, crowds and crowds of people. Like, literally, like, it was like a mosh of people, basically, marching and, like, chanting and just being so cool. And it was just an amazing experience to be there. But Kaya was in this wheelchair <laughs> and, like, still so present, 
so happy to be there, like, yelling, like, having her signs. And her brother was there, and her mom was there, and me and Chloe were there, too. And it was just so cool. But this year, we've had the awesome experience of leading the Women's March. And how do you think that has affected our team? I feel like it's honestly made it us a little bit more aware of things. Um, and just, like, what was that experience like for you? It was awesome because this is what I, I live for. And it was awesome to share that with, like, the people who I care about most of my life. And it was just, it was, like, there's something so empowering about being around, like, as a woman, like, being around a group of other empowered women. And, like, I mean, we literally have girl power tattoos. We yeah. Got tattoos. <laughs> yeah, we got matching tattoos. <laughs> girl um, power. <laughs> but, yeah, it was, it was definitely eye-opening. And I, I, like I said before, it's all about, like, fostering communication and just growing as individuals, growing as a group. And I think it honestly brought us a lot closer. And I think... It opened a lot of eyes um, mm -hmm. for a lot of issues because obviously not everybody's going to agree about everything, and that's just kind of human nature. You can't fix that, but it was it was really inspiring. And even just like most of our coach, or t I think two of our coaches went, but um, it was it was super cool. Like we are being led, we're like one of the only um, teams in the country to have an all woman staff, which is I mean like coaching staff, which is crazy, and that's crazy that that's a crazy thing, and so. Having yeah. them be there and, like, supporting us was so cool. And it was just – it was so much love and it was so much hope again. Yeah. And it definitely – it definitely felt like things were on the up, even for just, like, mm -hmm. a smidgen of time. Yeah. I, I loved it. I hope you guys loved yeah. it. I loved it. No, it was awesome. And I think that that's something really special about our coaching staff is that they're so supportive of us in our, like, social views yeah. and our political views and – are really with us um, for wanting to make a change. Yeah. And it's just so great to feel so supported. Um, Olivia, how how has this affected you as a freshman? Like, have you felt this? Like, is it just, like, something that we're imagining? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, coming into UCLA, like, obviously it's a very liberal school, and I knew that we would be getting, like, just a whole bunch of different opinions about a bunch of different issues. But, I mean for the national anthem to have a lot of players on our team kneeling, standing up for a cause, that's something I've never been exposed to in my life. And it's really just admirable to see like people that I train with, that I'm friends with and I can have a casual conversation about whatever with actually doing something real and supporting a cause. It's not something that a lot of people are exposed to. And for the Women's March, that was something I've never done in my life. And I was just I was just excited to go and hang out with my friends and make posters and whatever. But once I was there and we're listening to all the different people talk, it was so eye-opening. And everyone's just getting very emotional, very inspired. And it's not something a lot of people have the opportunity to do. And it's so important being a freshman, being exposed to this at such a young age and just being around people who have strong opinions and are defending them. It's really important and you really just have to fight for what you believe or else nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to happen. So it's really cool that my teammates and my friends are people who are standing up for something. Love you. Yeah. <laughs> We love that. Yeah. We love that. Power freshmen. Yes, go freshmen. Right <laughs> no, I like what you said about, like, being exposed to it at such a young yeah. age. Like, I agree. Like, having a platform and, like, having such, like, almost, like, big shoes to fill at yeah. such a young age. And, like, it, it, it's, it changes everything for you. It just yeah. kind of opens up a whole array of perspectives and opportunities to just, I don't know. Yeah. I, I I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, I like what you're talking about, about when you have a platform, you definitely need to be able to use it. And I think you're definitely one of those people that's been using your platform in the right ways to speak up for what you believe in. Uh, could, I, could I ask you about one other thing? Is I follow you on Twitter, right? And oh. Oh. just today, <laughs> yeah. I saw that, like, we didn't even plan this, but you were um, talking about the, the new Mo Austin Center that's coming oh. to UCLA. Oh. And I think you had actually, like, a really great take on it about how... Why don't you go ahead and explain? Yeah, I was just coming from a place, like... I, it frustrates me so much when I, I, because <laughs> when I think I talked about this on my panel, it's like, I feel like a lot of time people just miss 
athletes as being just athletes and I feel like a lot of times it's kind of glanced over the fact that like we have opinions and we have emotions and like we're not just these robots who do amazing athletic things um and I feel like that's kind of how a lot of people were seeing the center and a lot of people brought up a lot of great points even things that like I didn't know were problems and I definitely think that there are things that as a community we need to fix um, on campus and just with a lot of things obviously like there always is but the way that a lot of people were going at it was just that it was student athletes and I, I think it, the original tweet had like that we had jacuzzis and we do dining not. halls. <laughs> we do not have a dining yeah. hall. We do not have a jacuzzi. We have a contrast bath. <laughs> yeah, like and a fueling so station. I want to go in a contrast bath, like, be my guest. You I know what the jacuzzi thing is? It's from when Josh Rosen posted that picture of the, his, jacu- his, his own jacuzzi for his dorm. <laughs> yeah. So now that got just stuck against UCLA athletes, I think. Yeah, no, yeah, and we're no, not yeah. all Josh. <laughs> yeah. And we're also, like, not all football players. Like, we don't have the football building yeah. <laughs> and, like, endless yeah. meals. But even then, even those guys have, like, a crazy hard time. Yeah. Like, just athletes in general. Well, yeah. it's, it's, in, it's interesting because, like, I just feel like athletes get put in this little, like, box and we get exactly. defined as something necessarily that we're not. And, like, I know a lot of football players and, like, they deserve everything they get. They work so hard and they're, yeah. they're bringing in so much money. I mean, sometimes we even complain. We're like, ah, football gets this. But, like, they bring <laughs> in so much revenue for yeah. the school and it's just it, – it hurts to, like, see people – like just kind of dismiss everything we're feeling just because we're athletes and just because we are maybe getting some benefits on choosing classes early because our practice schedule but I'm literally going to practice I wake up at yeah 8 a.m 7 30 every morning go through practice barely have time to shower go straight to class I don't eat until like six o'clock because I don't want to spend money on food like I <laughs> wish we had a dining room, yeah honestly or I wish I lived on the hill because it was just less cool, but still. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's frustrating. I just wish that there was, like, more insight into how student-athletes actually, like, how their daily lives yeah. are. It's not just this, like, preconceived notion. I think I said that in the tweet. It's just the, I, I just wish there was, there was a more lines of communication to kind of realize that it, not everything is roses in being a student-athlete, especially with just, like, mental health stuff. Yeah. Um, Especially with mental health, and it, it's it's not easy. That's all I can say. It's not easy, and there have definitely been doubts, a lot of times in my head, and I'm sure for every other athlete mm-hmm. about like whether or not it's even worth it. Yeah. But ultimately, we've been playing this sport for like what 15, literally. It's like, years. Yeah. but it's more than just playing the sport. Like yeah. the sport is your life. Like yeah. this is like. I mean, like, it's sad to say it, but, like, this is a huge part of my identity. Yeah. Like, all of our identities. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, if I, like, if I just, like, didn't have it, I wouldn't really know who I am. I would feel lost. Yeah. But. And it's such a, it's such a, such a, is such a large part of my identity. It feels wrong for it to be just immediately, like, boo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we, we, at the end of the day, we are just students. Yeah. And that's, like, also really awesome but that's the other thing like I came to UCLA because I wanted a kick-ass education like I would have been I think I remember doing like some whatever like I probably would have been like a a very like top 20 percent of applicants based on my high school GPA and like my SAT score like honestly like I'm here for my education too and to dismiss that aspect of me yeah. like yeah I want more upper div class options and I want all of that stuff too yeah, and to just totally. say that I like don't want that because our administration is or we got a donation for a, yeah. a building is just and I don't know. maybe like we should instead of like no offense to the person who tweeted it or anything but like complaining about like the money donations for athletics Maybe we should try and talk to other people and reach out to other people who are willing to donate for other causes to our school. Yeah. Because we are a state school, and at the end of the day, we really don't have that much funding. And people really feel tied to the athletic community, so they're more willing to give back to the athletic community. Like, going to all the football games, going to all the basketball games, that creates a really intimate connection with you and the school. But maybe we need to work on making intimate connections with our classes or, like, our clubs that we're joining or other things like that. Like, those are just as important. At the end of the day, if we can get donations for that, 
everyone will be better off and our workers will be getting better wages because they should not be, be like they're being treated like crap and that needs to change too yeah so. that's the thing is like i would agree with most people on like these things that they're saying and yeah. it just feels like hey like guys i'm here too <laughs> like i feel you i trust hey. me i feel you i <laughs> hate that too it's just yeah I don't know. That's my take on that. Just seems like a one-dimensional take to lump all student athletes into this like yeah, this one yeah. corner when you're actually on their side as well. Yeah, we are on their side. There's only one side. <laughs> all of our sides. The revolution. The revolution is now. <laughs> okay, Kaya, you were talking about academics and stuff. Yeah. I know you've had an interesting path to your major <laughs> now. So why don't you tell us the story about your scholarly awakening? <laughs> funny word for it. <laughs> so Sunny and I came in as like wide-eyed freshmen and started taking all of our science prereqs for like the chems and because I was Sherry. Yeah yeah shout out Professor Sherry. Um, all the chems and then I finished my LS series finished or not finished but I was mostly done with my chem series. Um, started physics hate physics nothing against the physics department just I just doesn't make sense to me. Um, but I love it. So I love fine. science. I grew up loving science. Um, I was on track to be a neuroscience major. Um, kept my GPA high. Was doing fine. It wasn't anything like that. But I just kind of, something felt like it was missing. And then as I started getting more involved with, like, politics on social media and kneeling and doing all that stuff, it just kind of, I was like, hmm. I, like, was waking up and, like, not wanting to go to class and, like, learn about it. Like, even though it was interesting and even though it always will interest me, it just wasn't something I was really super happy about anymore. And then my boyfriend is a poli-sci major, and I, like, gradually started, like, kind of trying to intervene and, like, see, what are you learning today? <laughs> and, hmm, yeah, I need any, need any assistance on that homework? And I just, I've figured out that my passions kind of lied somewhere else and I mean it was scary I switched so I <laughs> I'm gonna spoil the story for you I switched to poli-sci um which <laughs> is frustrating because it's typically seen as like an easier major too which it is not it's just different um but yeah so I just I just felt a calling towards political science and I'm I love it um I don't necessarily like writing papers all the time, but I love it so much, and I feel like I learn so much every class. Um, and I think I have an emphasis in race, ethnicity, and politics, which is perfect for me. Um, <laughs> so I'm definitely a lot happier, and I'm happy that I had my academic awakening, as you kind of call it. It's very important. We all need academic awakening. Yeah. <laughs> Personally, I was like, oh, yeah, marine bio. I love it. Like I love the ocean, so I thought I would love marine bio. And then I took a class. This is really off topic, but it's kind of funny. Then I took a class about algae, and I was like <laughs> so stoked about it. I was like, I love algae. I'm so excited to learn about it. Like seaweed, so fun. Um, and then I took the class, and we were learning about like the triphasic life cycles <laughs> of algae, which aren't plants, by the way. They're something else entirely. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, hmm. Not for me. Yeah, that sounds a little dull. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to get out of here. I remember when you had and your then, algae project with, like, your giant oh, book. And yeah. I was just like, <laughs> marine bio, huh? I know, That's I it? spent, like, 100 hours drawing algae. And it was purely because I wanted it to look good and, like, fit the aesthetic of my entire, like, book that I did, like, all the algaes and, like, how I identified them in a sketchbook. And it looked so beautiful, but it spent so much extra time on it for no reason. And, yeah, then I realized... Marine bio, not for me. So that was my awakening. Okay, but we're going to take a music break right now, and then when we get back, we'll get into getting to know Kai McCullough, soccer stud on UCLA Women's Soccer Team. Machines, find myself all of my favorite things. 
some bad shit, I should be a savage. Who would have thought it turned me to a savage? Rather be tied up with calls and my strings. Write my own checks like I write what I sing. Yeah. My wrist, stop watching. My neck is fuzzy. Make big deposits. My gloss is popping. You like my hair? Gee, thanks. Just bought it. I see it. I like it. I want it. All right, we're back on the air. Sunny, take it away. So just like a little excerpt about that song. That's Kaya's <laughs> favorite song right now. So that's how he played it. Yeah, <laughs> if you haven't heard it yet. It's pretty good. <laughs> Seven Rings <laughs> by Ariana Grande. <laughs> All right, so Kaya, what is your favorite memory thus far on the UCLA women's soccer team? Um, well, that's kind of... I mean, I've, I've had time to think about that, and I still don't even really know, but I really remember the the moment that we walked out onto the, the field at the Orlando Stadium when we were in the Final Four, um, not this past season, but the season before, and I just remember, like, like walking out, it was, like, during midday before, like, practice or something, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is, like, a big stage, and... There's no feeling like pre-game jitters or like the day before, like just the excitement that you're like, wow, like I'm gonna be playing. And I think that for me was kind of a really eye-opening experience because we were just all together and we were just so connected and we were just vibing. And to continue that, the feeling when Marley made that PK mm-hmm. against Duke, because it was just such a hard-fought game. <laughs> I remember so being so tired <laughs> after the 110 minutes. Um, and then I like was like I tried to like drop out of my PK because <coughs> I was like I'm too tired for this. But Marley just finished it, so I didn't even have to get to that. And I just, I think I had my max velocity sprint <laughs> going to her to go <laughs> give her a hug. After that. Honestly, we all did. Yeah, we all did. We thought we were out of energy. We weren't. Turns out, fun fact, we weren't. <laughs> Lots of energy left. Yeah, it was it was unreal. Just the connectedness and just the feeling of accomplishment after, after just playing like such a hard game of soccer was it was just so rewarding. That's why I play. Yeah. Those feelings. That stadium though was yeah. awesome. It was amazing. It felt like we were professional soccer players. 
<laughs> yeah, and on that, Kai, actually, I actually have a question for you. So I think you heard from my intro. I'm actually a very big fan of yours. I think you're a great player. I think you hold up that UCLA defense in such a great way, especially in that central position, which I think is so important to any great defense. Uh, one of the things I want to talk about is I saw this thing earlier today, which is Sergio Ramos, who's one of the mainstay midfielders for Real Madrid, picked up his 20th red card in La Liga. First person to ever do so. Now, you, I don't believe you got carded very much at all during the regular season of uh, this past season. I don't think you've been carded at all. How do you, as a defender who... Sonny's talked about it before. You have fantastic slide tackles. And you make a lot of very <laughs> aggressive and integral moves against uh, your opposing offenses. What's your secret to being, you know, such an active defender who plays such an important role for UCLA? Without getting a million red cards. Yeah, that yeah exactly. Yeah, I honestly, so I was originally, fun fact, a forward. And I was a pretty good forward, I would think. Uh, I was an ODP and stuff, but I remember I remember switching uh, in like a tournament one time, and my coaches needed me because like this girl scored on us within 30 seconds. He's like, "Kaya, go to defense." I was like, "I don't know how to do this," um, but I never switched back, and they kind of just kept me there. And I kind of just picked up things along the way, and I didn't know I could slide tackle until I played defense. But honestly, I could not tell you like a breakdown like I don't think I could teach anybody how to slide tackle I couldn't teach my little brother um, when he was playing soccer I think it's just all about timing like you just have to be very and you learn that from experience too like I've obviously gotten beat and you learn from that You're like oh I can't do that next time but with slide tackling I don't know it's just a feeling like I get like a this is the right time and it's almost like go. a yeah it's like a spidey <laughs> sense spidey sense maybe that's what I love that is. Yeah, oh no, it is. It's like your instinct. Yeah. Genuinely, that that's what I would always look for when watching your games. I'd be like, okay, that's Kai. She's the one who has it. Like, I'd say you're like a specialist at slide tackling. Yeah, no, it's it is true. a secret talent. Yeah. I can't do it. <laughs> exactly. I've tried, and I'm, I cannot do it. Like, I just and to not get carded too, yeah. Yeah. or even called for a foul. Like, yeah, yeah. No, I, I genuinely do not touch people when I slide. Yeah, them. and I think it's just because of some like. Spidey sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm gonna call it a spidey sense. Um, <laughs> the Kaya like, sense yeah. on the field. Exactly. Um, but like, yeah, I slide tackle in the box, and I'm never worried about it. Like, I don't ever think like, oh, maybe you shouldn't do this. That's true. You yeah. You do it a lot of the time when uh, someone breaks through, and you just you just get them. Yeah. I don't know. I. <laughs> there, are, I'm I'm pretty fast, but there are people who are faster than me, and sometimes you just gotta like bail and like I, I think of slide tackling as like a last ditch effort kind yeah. of like yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely a hail um so hopefully i'm not doing it like too much but i think i have like one good slide tackle a game which i feel like is yeah. pretty normal at night. least for sure because yeah. that's what you became known for to me as uh. watching your game so <laughs> thank you no yeah i it's all about timing i would say and, and how to learn that timing i have no idea <laughs> i couldn't tell you but okay one more soccer thing <laughs> Oh, my favorite. I know, right? Your favorite <laughs> ever. Um, why don't you tell whoever's listening, I don't know how many people are listening, but whoever they are, we love you. <laughs> um, <laughs> tell them about the goal you scored against USC as a defender, because you did use play forward, and I'm sure you miss it, but you can still score goals at center back, so why don't you <laughs> break that one down? Yeah, Karina and I, so Karina's our other center back, we always joke about, like, how in practice, how we're power forwards, like, secretly, and we always are, like, power forward zone on, because um, we score a lot of goals in, like, those small-sided games and they stuff. They do, they score a lot of goals, lots of bangers, actually. Yeah, just finessers. Um, but, yeah, so, I remember, I, I love playing against SC, but, like, not to, like, trash talk or anything, but just some of those girls just get super under my skin, and it was... It was Alex Anthony, I think, who's, like, a really good, strong, like, nine, and I was defending her the whole game, or, like, up to that point, and I think they had scored on us, and I was, like, pissed off, and I got the ball on a really good switch, like, I had gone higher up the field, um, kind of like a skip pass yeah. through the midfield, and I was, like, I'm, I'm going for it, <laughs> I'm going, and people kind of just parted which yeah is awesome. like the red sea yeah it was the parting of the red sea <laughs> i felt like Haley mace for a second um and she was on my tail and i just remember like ah, i should probably like get this off my feet but like i didn't really see any good options which whatever and so i was like oh, i'll just shoot i guess like what's the worst thing that happen? <laughs> and it all happened so quickly and then i like saw it roll past the goalie and i kind of was like what and i immediately turned and i was like 
like I'm not gonna <laughs> scream, but I was I I had no idea what to do, and so I ran to the bench, and that was that. That's the only goal I've scored, but stay tuned for next. <laughs> it was an awesome goal, and it was so so important because we were were we down at that point? Yeah, we, that tied it was like it. two one, right? Yeah. yeah, that was when we tied no, it. it. Was no, one, it was one zero. One zero. That was yeah. the first goal of the game. And we ended up winning 3-2 in overtime with a record-breaking audience. Like, we packed Drake. I cannot wait for that game next season. Yes. Yes. Yeah, we have to do it at Drake because Wally isn't big enough. Or Wallace Annenberg. We love Wallace Annenberg. Yeah, we love you, Wallace Annenberg. (laughs) It would be so crowded at Wallace. I think, yeah, yeah, Drake would be the right call. Yeah. Like, literally, I have never seen – okay, when I, like, came here, I was like, we are never going to fill Drake. Like, it's a massive stadium. It was – Filled. I think we lied about the number of people it came to to like make it fire safe, but I think there was even more. One hundred percent. Yo, for sure, that's the best way to lie when you have to like yeah. uh, decrease it yeah. so the fire <laughs> department don't come after you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's just so cool to feel so supported by our community as a women's soccer team because I mean, yeah. soccer isn't the biggest sport. It's definitely getting bigger. In oh, America, for sure. And especially the women's side, I think yeah. it's growing faster than the men's side. Mm-hmm. But um. Just to be like a women's college soccer team and have that big of an audience and a following and a support base, that just warms my heart. It just makes me so happy. Yeah, agreed. Okay, well, you know what else warms <laughs> Kaya's heart? What? Disneyland. Ooh. <laughs> so I have some <laughs> questions about Disneyland. Yes. So, Kaya, if you were a Disneyland ride, what ride would you be? Indiana Jones. That's Ooh, that's a good, good pick right there. Yeah, an immediate choice. For what oh, reasons? It's such that. an adventure. Like, <laughs> it is. And it's such a journey, and I just, I always feel so, like, I memorize the soundtrack, so I just sing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I just think it's just so rugged, and I'm rugged, but I wish I was, and yeah, that's been my favorite ride since I was a kid. Okay, another Disneyland question. What's your favorite Disneyland ride line to wait in? Indiana Jones. I knew that was going to yeah. happen. That um, was such a bummer. I'll give you the second one, <laughs> Give me your second option. Uh, not Space Mountain, because yeah, I don't like that there. outside. Yeah, um, the outside part is stuffy. Maybe, like, Thunder Mountain, mm-hmm. maybe. Oh, Haunted Mansion. Oh, Haunted oh, Mansion. Easy, <laughs> easy <laughs> money. God. Haunted Mansion? I don't know why I didn't think of that. But in Christmas time, it's yeah, infinitely especially. better. Yeah, especially. Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Another Disney question. <laughs> um, Kaya. Yes. If you were a Disney character, what character would you be? I think I would be a combination. Oh, I'm a princess, obviously. <laughs> um, obviously. I think I'd be a combination between Belle and Jasmine. Mm. Belle because she's super, like, educated and kind of, everybody thought that she was kind of weird for liking to read and stuff. And she was just very, like, no, I'll save my father. Blah, blah, blah. I, th- I just like the really independent princesses. Yeah, and I think Jasmine's like that too. Like she's like, I'm gonna marry for love, not for what you say, Dad. <laughs> yeah. So I, I kind of relate to those. Yeah, a lot. Great characters. Okay. DJ AVX. What's and up? DJ OD. Yes. What Disney characters would you guys be? Darn. On the spot. What Disney character? I can go if you guys... Yeah, yeah, yeah Sonny, so you, you take it. Let us think. <laughs> okay, well, I was, like, really unsure of, like, which one I would be. I thought I would be, hopefully, Rapunzel, because she's, like, so cool. Yeah. But then I took, like, Disney character tests. Oh. Like, three <laughs> of them. Yes, while obviously. I was waiting in line at Pirates of the Caribbean, and I got Jack Sparrow every single time. <laughs> okay, so I guess I'm Jack Sparrow. I love adventuring. I'm, a, like, very... Yeah, I'm basically a pirate. Yeah. I would say I'm pretty, like, individualistic, and, or, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Just basically, I'm Jack Sparrow. It's kind of cool. I was, like, kind of stoked, but also kind of like, hmm, I kind of wanted to be a princess. Yeah. Like, I'm not a dirty pirate. He's cool, though. Yeah, he's cool. Johnny Depp, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's cool. Olivia? Uh, okay, I mean, it's kind of cliche, but I guess I'd be Ariel, because... Like, I dyed my hair red my senior year of high school, and everyone called me Ariel, which was, oh, it was bright red. I literally looked like the animated Ariel, so that was fun. And, like, when I was younger, I'm pretty sure every young girl would pretend to be a mermaid, like, in a pool, 
Like, I remember taking baths, and I would just be like, like, oh, my God, I need it. I need the water. <laughs> like, I can't breathe without the water. <laughs> I'm, like, 13 doing this, too. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, not that young. But, yeah, so I think the natural answer would just be Ariel. That is, yeah. That's respectable. Yeah. Do you know all of the Ariel songs in the movie? I know a part, what is it? The part of your world. Do you want to sing, sing us a little snippet? I, I only know the part of your world. I, like, don't even know the beat. And I know the, the kiss the girl one when they're, yeah. Yes, Under the Sea. See, such a good movie. A great soundtrack. It really is. I'm going to go with Iago the parrot from Lion King because okay. I feel like he's a trash talker and his mouth gets him into trouble a lot, which I feel I can relate to. So I'm just Honestly, parrot. I can so see Yeah. <laughs> I just get trapped in a cage by Scar or whoever because of my big mouth. Do you know... Of the song, what song? Um, oh my god, I'm blanking on the song title, but you know, like the song in line. Mm-hmm. Which one? The main one, Circle of Life. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, isn't Iago the parrot in Aladdin? What's the oh, wait, no, no, that's not that's not Iago is what's Iago? That's the name, though. No, oh, yeah, Iago's a parrot in Aladdin. That's why I'm talking about. Sorry, sorry, yeah, Iago is a parrot in Aladdin. He's the one who always gets in trouble. Yeah, no, no, it, it, it is Aladdin, my bad. Love that. Love that. So fun. That's such a good movie. Talk about Disney forever. Also, Kaya, you have a tattoo that's in representing your love for Disney. Why don't you talk about that awesome tattoo and what it means to you? Yeah, so I, it's a little deeper than that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just Disney. Just Disney. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, so I have the medallion that Zeus gives Hercules in the Disney movie on my wrist. It's pretty dark and it's pretty noticeable. Um, basically, I grew up going to Disneyland with my dad all the time, or at least twice a week, which is probably why I'm the way <laughs> I am. And uh, just some of my fondest memories with him. And my parents were divorced, and they divorced when I was pretty young. And so kind of the thing that I held on to even through that is just all the fun times I would have with my dad. And he's basically my Zeus. Not that I'm Hercules, but, <laughs> you know. But basically. Yeah. Big <laughs> difference. Um, so it kind of just, and the, the main song in that movie is I Can Go the Dis- or Go the Distance. And that's kind of been a mantra for me in life and all my pursuits of soccer and everything. So that's kind of the background to it. So basically, Disney just translates to well, all parts yeah. of our lives. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It basically provides, a, it provides me of, like, so much, like, joy joy but also like guidance it's like yeah it's life. such a metaphor for life like honestly it can even it, like translates to soccer so much <laughs> everything translates to soccer to i life. like that we always have a theme with each episode with each interview last last week it was all like all the books and stuff yeah. this week it's like activism at disney nice way to tie it <laughs> all yeah. in it's the best combination it's the yes. best combination we should start a woman's march in disneyland <laughs> oh it's not a bad idea <laughs> Like, come on. Everyone know. dresses up like a princess. Or a prince. Or, any or a prince. Or any character. Yeah, any character you want. Animals. Inclusivity. Inclusivity. Everything. I know both of you guys have your Disney passes, so how often would you say you guys go to Disneyland? Not as much as I want. <laughs> but maybe like once a month, once every month and a half. Yeah, a decent amount. That's a good amount. But enough for it to make sense to buy a pass. Yeah. yeah. It's worth it. And so that you're not sick of it going, like, every single day. But can you, like, yeah. ever get sick of it? Not if you... N- <laughs> I mean, I had a pass that was a three-day pass, and I went from, like, 8 a.m. till 1 a.m. the next wow. day. You can't do that. Yeah. And I, like, couldn't stand it anymore. That's why having a pass yeah. is really good, because, like, you can go... And yeah. Just go for just yeah. go to meet characters. So yeah. Worry about it. yeah. Yeah, instead of trying to get everything done. Yeah. yeah. I honestly, like, I would love to just bring my book to Disneyland, which I've never <laughs> And just read there. And I just read hang read out. The scenery of the, the palaces and the princess and all that. It's yeah, so just do some homework. I, like, fully immerse my book because I feel like I'm already in a magical place, so I'm in an extra magical place. Yo, does Disneyland have a soccer field? They have a basketball court. Ooh, okay. Disney World, I think, has yeah, a well, soccer complex. Yeah. They, yeah. Yeah. And I know that would be so fun. But yeah, Disneyland's really cool. 
I wish they did have a soccer court. That would be cool. Field. They yeah, do have a hidden basketball court. Yeah, that's exactly Have you guys been? No, I think it's been some plays. Um. <laughs> to be determined. <laughs> but Kaya, you've been to Club 33, right? Yes. How is that? Oh. I've dreamt about uh, that experience. I got taken there. So my, my boyfriend took me there for my birthday. Aww. Um. I know, literally my dream. Yeah. Um, it was amazing. It was amazing food. And it was such a cool experience. And I, like, felt stupid walking around Disneyland in heels, but whatever. Yeah, and it's so cool to, like, experience something that's just so unique and different yeah. from sports. Yeah. And you're, like, going and wearing heels around Disneyland. Because usually I wear, like, running shoes around Yeah, Disneyland. like a workout outfit. Yeah, <laughs> maybe some Doc Martens if I'm feeling adventurous. It was awesome. I loved it. Um, that is so cool. All right. Do we have any more time left? Or are we, we have about two minutes, and then we can just sort of wrap up. So, yeah, Kaya. What else do you want to say to anybody who's listening about your life as a student-athlete here and your work for activism or just your career as a soccer player? I'd like to say just keep speaking up about things that are important to you because that's the only way, I think Odie said it earlier, that's the only way anything's going to get done. You just have to keep speaking up and finding your voice. And even if there's obstacles or even if there's consequences for it, you just have to persevere and stick to your guns. You just have to... I've done a lot of soul searching, and I've learned so much about myself in trying to help others, and I think it's the most rewarding thing you can do. And so I'd say just keep, keep, keep pushing. And you can catch all of these guys on the soccer field this Tuesday at 7 p.m. at Wallace Annenberg Stadium. You guys want to just plug that quickly, and we can just... Yeah, so we're playing some random Canadian um, (laughs) college team. So hopefully we have lots of bangers to be seen scoring. Or scored. Scoring. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Hopefully we'll score lots of goals. It'll be a really fun time. You should totally come to our game. It's free on Walls Annenberg, which is, like, in the middle of everything. It's really close to class, so if you have class... Like stop it, by. Yeah, stop Just by. go what straight after Jen steps. Yeah, it's a Tuesday night at seven. This will be the best thing you could possibly do with your time. Too true. Not be popping. <laughs> <laughs> no. To our game instead. Yes. Why go out? We can just go to Wallace Hannibrick Stadium, yeah, watch exactly. him score some goals. We also play music when we warm up. And mm-hmm. our you could dance. Is fire. <laughs> yeah, we dance. We yeah, dance. we dance. Yeah, it's a really really good time. And if you don't go to this one, we have so many more coming up. Oh yeah, we'll spring. plug them all. And we will plug all of them. And if <laughs> you guys are not here at our games or there at our games, I'll be sad. I'm gonna cry myself to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much to Kai McCall yes. for coming on again and giving us all that great insight into her work as an activist Ooh, and a soccer what? player. Catch her as well as the rest of the UCLA women's soccer team. Like we said, this Tuesday at 7 p.m. Go watch her make some more amazing slide tackles. And yeah, just keep supporting the team. And thank you for listening to the Bruin.